Welcome to the Elevate Her podcast, a space and place where women of color come together to share their wins, their strategies, and their hopes for the future. Our goal is to equip and prepare the next generation of women leaders to change the trajectory of the world as we know it today. My name is Susanna Alba and welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. Alrighty, everyone. Well, welcome to this episode of Elevate Her. I am super excited about this conversation today. The person that you are going to hear from and glean some incredible relationship uh, like information from is who I am calling affectionately the love doctor. And so she's going to share a little bit about her expertise, how you can connect with her and just kind of gems on how to build effective um, relationships and what that all looks like. So I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let her introduce herself. So my love, take it away. Hi, yes. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I adore, adore, adore what it is that you do. And I'm really excited to be a part of it. So thank you. Thank My you. name is Riley. I'm an expert love educator and relationship coach. I work with couples to teach them exactly how to create thriving relationships by teaching them the proven formula for success. We've gotten into a place where we believe relationships are difficult, that fighting is normal, that mm. it's completely inevitable that we're eventually going to get bored in our relationships. And this simply isn't true. Relationships can be thriving, happy, consistently growing, connective, without fighting, boredom, or negativity. So I'm here to guide couples and individuals into understanding exactly what that formula is so that they can reduce their suffering, generational trauma, generational poverty, and generational ignorance. Oh, I love it so much. Listen, I told y'all, if you don't have anything to write with, now would be the opportunity for you to grab something because she just said a whole lot in the introduction alone. So I can't wait to dive into this. So why don't we start, Riley, by you telling us a little bit about how you got started in this kind of journey of teaching others about relationships and how to make them um, thriving instead of just surviving. Yes, absolutely. So my story is abandoned from abandoned at birth to six-figure boss. This is oh. how I my journey. So when I was an infant, I was abandoned by my father and left to sleep in the snow. Oh my. With my mother and my stepfather in this very abusive and neglectful household. There was a lot of violence, mental, physical. My mother was in a financially abusive relationship where she couldn't leave. As much abuse as we had, it was very difficult because she wasn't financially independent. So this stress and this environment went for about 16 years. At 16 years old, I decided enough is enough. I have to survive. I have to get out of this place and make it on the world on my own. So that's what I did. I was labeled as gifted when I was in school. Okay. I was extremely book smart. I excelled greatly, straight A student. Um, and when you leave home at 16, you become very street smart. Oh, so yeah. I was able to a house and a car, and I was investing in the stock market. I went to university for finance and hospitality. I was working two jobs to put myself through school. 
And so I became very street smart. So the book smarts and the street smarts made it seem as though I had it all, but Mm -hmm. inside I was suffering. I was suffering from anxiety, from depression, and it got to the point where I decided that I was going to take my life. I said, I I just can't take the pain anymore. Yeah. So I rented a hotel room. I decided that that's what I was going to do. And in the moment, right before making that decision, I looked myself in the mirror and I asked myself, do I want to die or do I want the suffering to end? And in that moment, I realized that those were two different things. That if I could create an amazing experience for myself, if I could create a life where I had a wonderful relationship with myself, I was confident, excited, joyful, connected, and I had beautiful relationships with other people. I created a life where I could travel the world and do something purposeful. Actually, that's a life that I do want to live. Right. I have nothing to lose, but, you know, and I have an imagination. So let's yeah. begin this journey. And that's where my journey began. Oh, Once wow. I realized that I had the book smarts, I had the street smarts, but there was something else missing. And that something else is what we refer to as relationship intelligence, which for me is much more important than the other two. relationship intelligence is the ability to navigate your relationships successfully we're talking about the relationships with ourselves Mm -hmm. the relationships with our partners the relationships with our family our community you know country to country this is on every scale in every facet we're talking about relationships when i realized how was i supposed to know how to create healthy relationships if no one had ever taught me Right, right. I sat on that and I said, well, I'm not supposed to, right? Right. Down this journey and no one has actually sat me down and said, this is the formula for success. My parents didn't teach me. The school didn't teach me. You know, the TV and the movies and the music are terrible examples of how to interact and have healthy relationships. So I was completely ignorant and I was suffering because of it. And I realized that hey, I'm not the only one. So many people are suffering in their relationships. Especially after COVID, we saw, you know, the amount of people suffering from loneliness skyrocketed, divorce skyrocketed, domestic violence skyrocketed, depression, anxiety, mental health issues. All of these things have to do with relationships. Right. So I realized, hey, I'm not the only one out here. And we're suffering not because we're bad people, not because we enjoy it, but simply because of ignorance. Now, we've been able to study relationships on a scientific level. We understand exactly what that formula for success is. It's right Mm -hmm. there, but no one is teaching it. So Mm -hmm. I felt that my mission to come and to spread the word. Yeah. And say, suffering doesn't have to be. As long as we get that right information, those right tools and techniques, we don't have to suffer. 100%. And I love that you said like suffering does not, suffering within relationships does not have to be the standard. And I think that in so many instances, that is what we're led to believe. Like you, you're supposed to struggle. Um, you're supposed to have a certain level of, of distrust. Like it's almost, it's almost made like that's supposed to be a normal part of your relationships, whether it's, whether it's, 
your your friendships whether it's your your romantic relationships i think that there needs to be a reframing and a shifting of what that really looks like so i love 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 the way that you broke that down so let's get into it so how do we cultivate fruitful and meaningful relationships yes so the first thing we have to do is understand that as a society we don't know what we don't know mm. we have no realization of how lost and ignorant we are. And that awareness is step one for us to think and to ask ourselves the same question I asked me myself, mm -hmm. when was I taught the formula for success? And I ask everyone to sit and go through from the time they were born until the day of the, you know, the question, right. when has someone sat them down and said, here's the formula for success. And people will realize Oh, no one has ever taught me. Yeah. That realization allows you to realize how ignorant you truly are. And ignorance, it's not a bad thing, but it's simply an awareness of, right. oh, I've been just doing things based on what I think is right, right. what I see in movies, what I see, you know, what I hear in the music, what I see in reality TV shows, what my mom mm -hmm. told me, what I read in a forum, you know, what this one blog said, and realize that we're just getting all these mixed messages and trying to figure it out. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. So that, that is really step one. That is really step one. Okay. Step two is to understand the basic foundation of a thriving relationship. So there are three steps to creating a thriving relationship. The first one is to create a common vision. You and the person that you are in a relationship with have to be on the same page. Yeah. It's not enough to say that you love someone. Love never has and never will be enough glue to keep a relationship together. Ooh, say it again for the people in the nosebleed section, please. Please. Yes. Love is not enough to keep a relationship together. It is not. Why? Because love is a feeling. Yeah. And we've overcomplicated love. When mm -hmm. I say opinion, it's not my personal opinion. This is what scientists describe it as. This is what, you know, you go to the Oxford Dictionary. It is a feeling. And it right. should be left as a feeling. Why? Right. Because then we will understand relationships and the complexity of them more specifically. If mm -hmm. we throw everything into love, we get very confused. Yeah. Oh, but he said he loved me, but he did this really bad thing. Right. Or, I love her, but I just can't be with her. Right? So right. we have to. And that a feeling and functionality are two different things. Yeah. So if I can adore someone, I can have, you know, that deep sense of affection for someone. I can admire someone greatly. I can feel super connected. That has nothing to do with the success or failure of the relationship. Yep. 100%. So we need to have that common vision. Do you and the person you're with have the same beliefs? values, goals, boundaries, and expectations for the relationship and your life together. Because we are in 2023. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that people have the freedom to choose. Right. They have the freedom to choose who they want to be and who they want to be in a relationship with. If you want to get married, you don't believe in marriage. If you want to be in a same-sex relationship or a heterosexual relationship, if you yeah. want to have children, not have children, you want to be a CEO, wife, or a stay-at-home mom, you get to choose. Right. The only person that has to agree with you is your partner. But we have to make sure we're on the same page. I had a client that came to me. She was married for 10 years. 
and she was doing the cooking and the cleaning and the childcare and all of that. And her husband was making the money and, you know, went out to work and, and did all of that stuff. Right. She ended up after 10 years, she ended up getting a job and she was working from home and she said to him, well, now that I'm working from home, I guess, you know, we can share the cooking and the cleaning and the childcare. He said, absolutely not. I'm a man. Mm. I don't need those things. Now, my mm. personal opinion is like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not my relationship. So my personal opinion doesn't matter. My right. professional opinion is he is actually right. He's right to want what he wants. If you're a man who wants your wife to make the money, cook, clean, give you three massages a day, you know, <laughs> make in bed. If you want that, you have the right to want it. It's a right. free world. The right. problem is you have to go out there and find a woman who's going to give it to you. Come on. Yep. So that's the issue in this situation is that these two people are not compatible. What he wants, she doesn't want to provide. That's the issue. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that we understand that people have the freedom to be who they want, want what they want. So, you know, seek what, what they want. It is our job when we get into the relationship to do our homework and make sure that we are choosing the right person and we've gone through and made sure that our values are in alignment. So that's Ooh, can we, can we just expand on that a little bit more? Because that applies to the romantic relationships, right? But that also applies to a working relationship, especially when you are the leader who is leading a group of people. If you're not able to clearly articulate your vision and your expectation and your boundaries as a leader, all of those same kind of emotions will play themselves out in the workplace. So for those of you who are leading, who, who are listening, who are leaders, and you're trying to figure out how can I get my team on board? How can I get them to see where I'm coming from? You have to do that same amount of work that she just talked about in terms of getting to know your team, getting to know what their wants are. They could want a whole bunch of things. It doesn't necessarily mean that you as the leader need to provide all of those things, or it just also may mean that it's not a right fit for them anymore. And I don't think that we we take the opportunity to kind of view it from that expectation, from that place. Um, again, because of that ignorance that you mentioned when we were talking earlier. So that is that is so good. And kudos to homeboy who wants all of those things. <laughs> because like, if you find her, um, good good luck to you, sir. But I think that that's something that in cup in like romantic relationships there's not those conversations. There's these expectations that many people go into together, but are not necessarily willing to discuss those and come to a, a common ground. And I love also that you talked about having a, a core value system, because what you just mentioned in terms of relational intelligence was brilliant, right? So he wanted to go out and make the money and work and provide for his family. And she wanted the opportunity to do the same up to a certain level of degree. But the truth is that no matter how much money uh, either of them makes, it was not necessarily going to be about money. It was going to be about their relationship. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. good. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. I'm, I'm like, I'm so excited. Go ahead. Yes. So, you know, we have to understand what our values are, what our goals are, 
you know, what our mission is when it comes to our relationships, whether they're romantic or as you said, in business. Yeah. Me, for example, I've been able to build a six figure business without any ads. That is very important to me. Yeah. For me, it's about building relationships. I have many different ways that I build relationships in my business. Anything from a referral program. I have a weekly networking event. Mm -hmm. I just maintain and I create and then maintain relationships with people so that we can all share this space of success. And I'm, you know, I'm not against paying for ads. I think it's a wonderful way to get exposure, but I've done more of the route of building relationships through podcasts. I've been featured in magazines, um, been featured on blogs. I've done, you know, I I just um, posted about an event that I did with John Gray, Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the amazing, amazing author. So it's about making connections for yeah. me because I'm the relationships gal, you know? Right, so right. You have that vision for yourself and say, this is what is important to me. This is, you know, the way that I see my business going. Yeah. And I think that it's going to give you a more holistic experience than simply just you know, coming out here and trying to make a lot of money because you Absolutely. can do both. You can have your purpose and you can make a heck of a lot of money along the way. 100%. And I, what I love about your, your perspective in terms of being able to build those relationships is that in, in any given point, you have made people feel seen, valued, and heard, which is something that I teach to the, to the women that are in my coaching program as leaders you're going to get more buy-in. You're going to get more uh, trust. They're going to respect you more as an authority when you have taken the time to make people feel seen, valued, and heard from a genuine place, not necessarily from a place that's so transactional. And I love the way that you've been able to do that because for many, paid ads is what they know right and it's 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 pretty much standard business practice that you would invest in your marketing but you've been super strategic in making your marketing about building that relationship and then following up so i love 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 that it's it's such a powerful um it's such a powerful tool when people are in your circle of influence and they feel like Riley is the person that i can connect with because she genuinely sees me for who i am does that make sense Yes, yes. And I love it. it because it does feel for me, it does feel very authentic and very yeah. exciting because I, I think that you can get lost in business sometimes. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I love business. I've always been entrepreneurial, but I want it. I want my business to reflect my lifestyle rather than my lifestyle reflect my business. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Riley, you dropping gems on this episode. I love it. So now let's talk about developing your personal brand, because for for many who will hear this, they're they're thinking a six figure business. She's never run ads. And I really believe that that goes again to your personal brand. So for the listeners, how can they develop a personal brand so that they can see they can be seen for just more than their title, more than just a business owner, more than just a director or CEO? How do what would be your recommendation for that? Yes, I I think that a lot of times when we think brand, we think of colors, right? Colors Mm -hmm. and fonts and like the way that a business looks on the outside. And although those things are very important, um, I think it's more about the character of who you are and the message that you're trying to get across to people. So 
of course, you know, I have my colors. I have the beige and the white and the black and the gray. And it's very, you know, it's very me. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's also the way I dress. You know, I like those very like neutral colors. Yeah. Um, but it's also about the colors of authenticity. You know, if you mm -hmm. go out into the nature, you see, you see these colors everywhere. And so for me, it's about having my brand reflect the message that I'm trying to get across. It's strong. It's, you know, mm -hmm. comforting. It's connective. Keeping mm -hmm. that relationship as the number one goal of what I'm trying to do, build relationships of all mm -hmm. kinds, you know. Um, and then the way that I connect with people, the way that I speak, um, I've done speaking engagements where I stand on stage and when I first thought about how I was going to do speaking engagements, I was thinking, how should I speak? How should I move my hands? What should my personality be? And then I yeah. realized, well, it should just be me, right. you know, a, a clean version. Like, yep. Yep. One that, you know, not saying too many ums and as and things like that. So you do have to practice. But I think now, especially in 2023, we want the most authentic, raw, natural, you know, rehearsed but seen as unrehearsed version yeah. of that you have to say yeah. and I, I think it goes across everything that you are and the message you're trying to portray so those things those two things together if you've seen any of my work I'm constantly smiling I'm very mm -hmm. happy you know um because that's again that is the message that is the 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 service that I'm trying to provide people it's that happiness that minimizing suffering so that they can enjoy their life and they can build something that they're proud of and excited to be um living on a day-to-day -day yeah. basis yeah and and the fact that you're not tied to necessarily putting yourself in a specific box you're just being who you are and mm -hmm. I think that that is what is so powerful because then people just are attracted to your realness and your 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 genuineness which there's not that much of that around anymore um everything seems super perfect super um just like cookie cutter if you will and so when you meet someone who has a a strong personality but rooted in trying to build relationship trying to genuinely bring upon happiness that that is just that's such a powerful just a, a powerful way of being um, and I'm sure it's it's opened many doors for you you just mentioned you've you've spoken on stages you've been featured on on other podcasts you've done so many things just because you were genuine and true to who you are and so I hope that encourages listeners today that even if you have a different perspective from the culture, it is totally okay for you to be yourself because that will attract people, the right people to you. Yes. So, um, so my last question to you is around leading a team, because as a business owner, I'm going to assume that you are, you're not doing everything by yourself that you have had at some point or another, some people come alongside you. And so how have you been able to show up along, like show up in your business and have these folks come alongside you in your true and authentic self uh, so that you can get your, your message out there in, in the best way possible? 
Yes. So being a leader is really about understanding how to master relationship intelligence. So this mm -hmm. is, again, it's about building that relationship, whether it's professional or romantic, they're all the same in essence. Yeah. So relationship intelligence is self-awareness, self-management, relationship awareness, and relationship management. When you are able to master all of these, you are going to have a much more relaxed, connective, mm -hmm. inspiring experience. Anyone can be a millionaire. You know, you, you, you figure out a system, you sell a lot of stuff, you can make money. Yeah. But I don't think that most of us are in it only for the money. It's right. about building something we're proud of. It's about creating a lifestyle that we enjoy. Yeah. When you're able to do both at the same time, it's more holistic. It's more, mm -hmm. you know, enjoyable and fulfilling. So self-awareness, it's being able to understand yourself, your purpose, your intention, reflection, understanding what am I doing and how can I show up as the best leader? How can yeah. I lead my team in the best way? Is that through, you know, explaining the mission and, and revising the mission so that everyone is on the same page? Is it, you know, understanding how I feel and how that affects my work? Is it understanding what kind of morning routine and night routine I need in order for, you know, systems to run and, and yeah. all of that stuff? Reminding myself of my purpose so that when I get a rejection, when I get a no, when I get, you know, a person on my team that I have to fire, which is never nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not personal. It's just that they weren't, you know, the right person. The right fit. Right. Right fit for me. Self-management. We're talking about taking responsibility, your productivity, your time management, decision-making skills and goal alignment. Mm -hmm. How do I manage myself in my business? Yes. I manage my team, but I also need to manage myself. Ooh, yes. Mm, I have a follow-up question, but I want to, I want you to finish. <laughs> Relationship awareness. That's the relationship we have with our team. Understand the vibe. Are they happy? Are they overworked? Are they burnt out? You know, how are they doing? Yeah. Being detail oriented, not only of my work, but of their work, of the system that I created, because someone comes into my team, I've created that space for them. Right. If they're suffering, that's on me. I need to change that. Right. And being someone who is empathetic and ask questions, not just telling people what to do, but asking people, is this working for you? Are there any ways we can improve listening to your team? For me, I'm a person who gives people as much space and as much flexibility as I possibly can. I say yeah. to them, this is the task. This is what I need completed. You manage yourself. I don't have to be constantly, you know, and I don't want to be constantly breathing down your neck and asking you something 10 times. I want you to be with me on this mission. And it's just as important to you as it is to me. So again, that alignment, the values, mm -hmm. um, and then we are just checking in with each other. Do you need anything? How are you yeah. doing? You know, and then lastly, we have relationship management. So how do we manage our team? We want to optimize interactions, respond to interruptions or needs, improve our strategy, have more insight, use persuasion and motivation. So this is how we get our team to do things for the bigger purpose. Yeah. We're motivating them. We're inspiring them. We are appreciating them. We're telling yes. them you know, all the successes that we as a team, right? Right, right. Have 
accomplished and that recognition, that appreciation, it's, it's so important. And that's so good because I love that you said motivating them and persuading them. I want to be very clear for those who are listening at this point, that is not manipulation. It is one thing to motivate a group of people. It is another thing to inspire them. It is a completely different thing to manipulate people. And that is yeah. not what we're talking about on this conversation. And I love that you you talked about that because it's just, it's one of the things that in the business world, right? Um, especially when you have been an employee for for a very long time, you've been exposed to those kinds of things. And and so when you hear those, those words of persuasion and uh, motivation, people can misconstrue what that is again, because they haven't had the right environment that they're in. And I love that you talked about being able to be self-directed. I think the most difficult type of leadership is self-leadership because we're very quick to say what we want to do and how we're going to do it. But sometimes we're not as good as keeping to our word, to our own selves. So we find ourselves keeping track of everything else that everyone else is doing, but we don't necessarily keep true to what we said we were going to do for ourselves. Does that, you understand what I mean? Absolutely. And so I, I love the way that you you explained that because that becomes so powerful. And if you're leading a team, they're also observing that, that you're not just talking the talk, but you're living this thing out. And and it's just, it's so good. So the I said this, I said this about the last question, but one last question <laughs> as it relates to relationships, can you give listeners just some some pointers in how to handle conflict within relationships? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, first of all, um, I am here to break the very, very, very bad narrative that we have that fighting is normal, fighting mm -hmm. is inevitable. Uh, we really have to understand that we're changing the entire yeah. definition of what a relationship is going to be our standards are higher than they've yeah. ever been before we expect people to be so much more compassionate and kind i mean we used to chop people's head off in the middle of a square right we, we've come a Girl. long way yeah <laughs> So we have to understand where we come from and where it is that we're going. We want people to listen to us. We want people mm -hmm. to hear us. We want people to recognize us. We want to feel important. Humans have the same basic needs. Yeah. We want to be safe, heard, seen, respected, understood, right? And we all want the same thing. We may go about that in different ways, but yeah. essentially want the same thing. So how do we prevent fighting from ever happening? Well, the first mm -hmm. thing is that we have to understand what is possible. And that is completely possible because fighting is simply trying to resolve something through struggle. It's the yeah. frustration, the anger, the inability to listen. That is what fighting is. Mm. We can have a journey of discovery effective communication, brainstorming, compromise, negotiation without the frustration, without mm -hmm. the anger, without, you know, the attitude and all that stuff that comes with fighting. Right. First thing is to understand that it's 100% possible. It's just learning how to do it. It's learning the techniques. The second thing I will say is that 
when you are in conversation with someone, you have to understand how to communicate effectively because conversations then turn into conflict, right? Yeah. They turn into fighting when there is a breakage of communication. Yes, so how do we communicate? I, I will say this. This is the this is going to save you so many headaches. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Take notes, y'all. That's what she's telling you. Take notes. <laughs> How do we communicate effectively? Well, communication is when information goes from one person to the other, from the other person to the first person. And there is an understanding that happens. That is communicating. We are very bad at this. We have to understand that in a conversation, if there are two people, there's mm -hmm. one listener and one speaker. That's mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. And we both have to decide who is going to be the speaker and who's going to be the listener because we can't do both at the same time. Mm. It sounds simple, but it is very difficult for people to do. Why? Because if I am feeling emotional, then we both become speakers, right? Mm -hmm. And no one is listening. So mm -hmm. that's when we're talking and someone says, no, I didn't. Yes, I did. Yeah, but that happened. And no, that didn't happen. When we speak over someone, it's because there are two speakers and no listeners. If mm -hmm. there are no listeners, there is no communication. It's just yeah. two people blabbing at the same time. Right? Yep. So no, you're right. One speaker, one listener. The speaker needs to speak honestly, clearly with respect. The mm -hmm. listener needs to listen with the intent to understand. What does Ooh, that mean? Oh, honey. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> All the, we can literally snap our fingers and just completely get rid of all misunderstandings. It's mm -hmm. really that easy. To understand simply means that you're able to grasp the concept of something. So mm -hmm. if you tell me that the sky is green, I can understand what you're saying. The sky is green. Now, I can understand you and disagree with you at the same time. That's possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. To understand simply means that I'm listening to you and I'm grasping the concept of what you're saying and I'm accepting it as your truth. Now, I have my truth. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the sky is blue, but I understand what it is that you're telling me. You're telling me that the sky is green because that's the way that you see it. Mm -hmm. So when we're in conversation and we're communicating, it's about understanding, number one, what is the vision for this conversation? What is our mm -hmm. intention? Right. Is the intention to be right? Is the intention to show you how stupid you are? Mm -hmm. Or is the intention to try to resolve something to come to a conclusion, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure, again, what is the vision of the conversation? What are we trying to achieve? Yes, ma'am. To understand exactly how to communicate that listening, one person speaking, one person listening, information back and forth, understanding and acceptance. And three, brainstorm. Mm -hmm. compromise and negotiate your way to problem solve and there's many different ways i won't go through through yeah yeah now <laughs> i'm gonna have to have you come back because it's so good but yes you brainstorm compromise and negotiate your way to solutions finding solutions that work for both people right and that's yeah. essentially in in a you know five second speech how we are able to just stop fighting. Just stop mm -hmm. fighting forever. Because it, once you accept there's a problem, but the problem is not never the problem itself. Mm -hmm. Problems are a part of life, I'd say. Get with the program. Whether mm -hmm. it's, you know, you lose a child, there was a car accident, you you lost your job, you hit your foot, you bumped your head. Problems are a part of life. Yeah. 
people say, you know, why did this happen to me? I say, who would you rather it have happened, happened to? Happened to, yeah. It happens to all yeah. of us, you know, one thing or another. Problems are a part of life. Our issue isn't the problem. It's the inability to navigate that problem with peace, with yes. love, with compassion, with calm, mm -hmm. right? So if we can see problems and say, you know what? This is a problem. That's okay. I'm going to communicate, brainstorm, compromise, negotiate, problem solve my way through it. Yep. And I will figure it out along the way. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good. And like it it sounds it sounds so simple, but when we let our emotions cloud our judgment in those kinds of hot and heavy conversations, it's like you said, there's two people blabbing at the same time and no one is actively listening for the sake of understanding. We're, yeah. we're just kind of speaking from an emotional state that mm -hmm. then later renders either more harm or no solution at all to the conflict that we first started this whole conversation about. And like one of the things that I encourage people to do is to think through the TED method and you've heard me share this before, it's tell me, explain to me, and describe to me. Because then that helps me to understand the story when I am in a place where I'm actively listening and actively listening so that I can understand that those three kind of terms allow for the person to express their frustration, but also allows the listener to understand the picture from where this individual is coming. So tell me, explain to me and describe to me has been one of the things that I've used throughout my professional career to help me to come to conflict resolution, because it's not just the conflict. We want to find the solution to this issue so like that we can keep moving. And the fact that conflict is so much a part of our life, just as much as success is just as much as failure is so being being equipped to have those conversations with everything that you just mentioned is so powerful so powerful so thank you so much for sharing i want to be respectful of your time so riley why don't you tell people where they can connect with you and where you're going to be next because i will be there with a big fan like just girl fan sign like go girl go <laughs> I would love that. I would absolutely love it. Yes. So always people can find me on Facebook, on Instagram. It is at Riley Molinadio. Very simple. Um, I encourage you to come to my website, RileyMolinadio.com. I do have tons of free tools and techniques to start you on this journey. I have um, the Relationships Without Fighting Masterclass. I have a magazine. I have the uh, cheat sheet of how to create a thriving relationship. So tons of free stuff for you to start this journey and really understand exactly what this formula is. Because once you get it, yeah. oh, everything changes. Yeah. <laughs> everything. yeah. So, yes, yes. I have an open door policy. So on any of these platforms, if you want to just send me a message and say hello, I would love that. 
That is super awesome. So we're going to link all of this information too to the show notes so that you can connect with Riley. Do yourself a favor and make sure you download all the things <laughs> so like that you are equipped and you can become relationally intelligent. Ignorance is not bliss when it comes to relationships. So make sure that you give her a follow. Make sure that you use the resources that are available to you. Riley, my love, I am sending you hugs on this side. Thank you so, so much for joining us and and just enlightening us on how to be better at relationships um, both romantically and both in the workplace i appreciate you so much and i hope you have the most amazing rest of your day today oh fantastic thank you so much you're amazing thank you my love all right hello my friend it's Susanna from elevate her today i want to talk to you about a pain point that i know a lot of women experience And that is the lack of confidence when it comes to speaking up and being leaders in their field. Now, here's the real issue. Women make 75 cents on the dollar to their male counterparts in the workplace. I've created a program called Elevate Her, which is a coaching container that helps women just like you to develop their brand, build their confidence, and lead with excellence. The best part is that it's personalized coaching. So you get me as your coach one-on-one to help you every step of the way. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you get paid what you deserve and be an effective leader in your field. If you're ready to take your career to the next level, then click the link below And let's schedule a time for you and I to connect to see if we're a good fit and if the Elevate Her program is for you. I can't wait to connect with you.